It's time to raise the roof for our fourth spring training episode. We have a special guest on today. Evan is not here, which is completely fine because he'll be on soon or in the next episode, hopefully. Gibby is here with me, uh, so it should be a good time. Obviously, the Rays are still springing their training. Um, you know, it's it's going. I like spring that. training spring, games don't count. Springing their training. Exactly. Spring training games don't count. So, and they played well today. Today being this today's Tuesday as of recording. So yeah, uh, they, they had played. two innings where they just had to roll it over. I think. Yeah, the rollover innings are quite exciting. Uh, yeah, just, I like that. It's it's really funny, but. Um, so we have uh, our special guest with us today. Um, you probably know her because she's blown up on Twitter quite a lot in the last couple of weeks. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Andrea also, she runs a uh, scout girl report. She's currently writing for, I think it's prospects three, six, five and D Ray's Bay. Did I yep. get that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name. Cause I know I'm going to screw it up. So if you could tell the people about that, cause I don't want to, I like, I know I'm going to mess it up. So <laughs> no worries. I'm Andrea Arcadapani, very long ah. in Italian last name. Sorry about that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm so excited to be on here with you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I think it, uh, this is going to be a great episode. I think we're going to really enjoy it. So uh, put that going, one in the back of a Jersey. What? Oh, I know. Barely yeah, fit, right? It would be one of those that do the, uh, yeah. the rainbow. <laughs> Wait, how many letters is it? Oh my goodness, you put me on the spot here. I think it's like <laughs> 10 letters. Okay, because I was going to say, it's like a Saltolamacchia type thing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of syllables. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of syllables. There's a lot of letters going on there. But uh, So we've seen a couple um, spring training games since our last episode. Uh, I think Wander got a few hits. Uh, Meadows might have hit his third home run in between our recording um, of episodes and some other things that are, um, that have gone on here and there. Uh, what has everyone thought about these last few games of spring training and how the Rays have done? I would just like to say, like, our, our depth guys, uh, guys who are not starting right now or or you don't think are trying are going to be on the starting rotation are really trying really hard. Um, like you see it in like the in like the later innings of, of spring training games. Those guys still go hard. Um, I saw it today. Um, I think we beat the Red Sox like 10 to 3, something like that. 13 3. I don't know. Um, kind of stopped watching after a bit because, you know, have have things to do. But <laughs> it's all it was just great. It, it, was, it was great to see. Um, I think McClanahan had a, had a fantastic appearance. Like, oh, my God. Like he he struck out the side his first time. And then like I think both both in, both innings or one inning and then like at least like, the first inning that yeah. he was in he struck out the side yeah he he's just been he's just been producing like heck like you know there's a lot of talk you know you want to bring him to do you want to bring him to triple a before for a little bit or do you want him on starting day i don't know he's kind of proving himself to be a starting day kind of guy so it's it's interesting to see you know austin meadows bouncing back that's a really good thing for our team too um so yeah spring training has just been exciting a lot of a lot of guys producing you know Fidel Brujan especially he's been lighting it up mm-hmm. absolutely there was a little mishap um today at the at the third at the third base Josh Lowe or no um Luke Lucas which is spelled Luke's but it's pronounced Lucas um passed the runner at third and got out but Whoa. uh Brujan I think was able to get back to third base so it, it was a really weird mishap play. So it was some good spring training ball to watch. And it's been exciting for sure. Yeah. Andrea, what have you thought about what's, uh, what's going on so far? Yeah. I mean, I'm really liking watching all the pitchers kind of duke it out. Also. Um, I've actually been trying to make like a, 
projection for the roster and I'm just the bullpen is driving me insane it's incredible how much it fills up and there's like eight guys left and I have one spot no idea what to do with them but thought McClanahan looked incredible today Fleming also he wants to be a starter so bad uh I don't know about this year unless someone gets hurt but um I, I think they're all really fighting for that that one spot there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Meadows looks incredible too. So glad to have him healthy. And it's just so much fun watching like the younger guys. Um, it just goes to show how much depth we have. And that's like always an advantage for us over everyone else. You know, it's not that, I mean, it's a big deal when people get hurt, but we know that someone else could just kind of step up and, and pick up where they left off. It's very, it's very comforting, I would say, as a fan. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I wanted to ask, um, since we, we didn't talk to you yet about the Wander home run, how far do you think he hit it? I think it's still going. You, you, know? you think it's still going? <laughs> oh, yeah. No one's found Mars. it yet, which is crazy because how, I mean, it's been like a week. Is that true? Yeah, yeah I don't think anyone's found it yet, which is just, I don't know how one does that, but that's insane. Like how, how, like what? It was Forget- so effortless. He just kind of yeah. like. I don't know. If I did that, the ball would just fall to the ground. And <laughs> it just kind of took off and went. Forget a moonshot. That's a Mars shot, I would like to say. Or like a out of galaxy Milky Way shot. Honestly, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I asked my friend. I, w- I, was, I was talking to my friend today. And I told him about it. And he was like, there's no, like, he was just messing with me. And then he watched the video. And he was like, holy crap, that was so effortless. And I was like, I know. Like, we, we saw the same thing. It was insane. I mean, we're talking about this for a second episode now just because of how stupidly far he hit that home run. Do they have uh, any idea how far it went? Well, we heard an estimation 547. Oh, my. Is, so that is actually quite legitimate based on a couple things. So uh, the first thing is that Corey Dickerson hit a home run a couple years ago in spring training, and the ball ended up going 569 feet. The Rays found it, and they just measured it uh, from home plate to where the ball landed after rolling and all that stuff and put it on their Twitter account, so I was able to find that. But that's after rolling, right? Yeah. Um, And uh, I mean, we don't know how far Wander's ball actually went on the fly. But um, so based on that, and then also an article that either Adam Barry or Topkin put out about how someone estimated the distance from home plate to the basically like behind the building and right field, you had to hit it 550 feet. So I think 547 is pretty legitimate of a um, of it of 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 an estimation, basically. All right, I'm fine with that, <laughs> and I will tell everyone yeah, I know good, that. It's <laughs> a good negotiation pool, like I said yeah. last time. Good, yeah, yeah, he just hit it far. That's it. He just hit it far. We don't know where it went, but it's hit it to the offices where you're negotiating. It's good. Good plan. It's, it's still a good joke. <laughs> hit, hit hit Eric Neander's car, maybe. Maybe that, that's that's how he's going to get his extension. One. give me a good contract give me a good contract oh oh, we're gonna need you to uh to sign this 10 uh uh, 10 year 100 million dollar extension because you broke my car and now you can pay for it (laughs) that's gonna be the start of it uh uh, so i wanted to ask about fleming and i wanted to ask about mcclanahan and how they're going to factor into the team this season so obviously with the rotation that the rays have currently there really isn't a lot of spots for guys to be featured in and out of those, you know, the the guys that we expect are going to take up those starting five um, spots for the rotation. But where do both McClanahan 
and Fleming fit in all of this because obviously Fleming's much more of a starter type and McClanahan is kind of both because he I think he wants to be stretched out to more of that starter role but then we've seen him as a reliever so uh, where do we see both of them factoring in? Uh, I think uh, I think Fleming is going to come up if someone gets hurt and by someone I mean probably Rich Hill at, at some point and then I think kind of the same for McClanahan. Like I, I feel like they're not going to want to use them if they can help it for this year, especially since they've called it like a transition year and all that, like they're going to want them fresh for next season. But I think the two of them are, are definitely going to be starter roles. Like if not this year, the next year, like, and they could be, I mean, top three starters, either one of them. It's just incredible when you compare them against the rest of the pitchers we have. But I think that's def- that's probably the route that we're going to be taking. Um, so I don't, I don't think they're going to be on the opening day roster. Maybe we see something similar like we did last year with Fleming kind of stepping up in that role when needed. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I see them shaking out and just using everyone else, especially since they got, I think, Springs and Mazza to kind of take that bulk if needed for this year. And I don't think they want to use those young pitchers just yet. Yeah, I mean, they both are just, I mean, they're they're performing really well in spring training right now. And they performed really well in the playoffs and they did well in the regular season last year. Or, I mean, Fleming did, you know, McClanahan only had that one appearance in World Series or Mm -hmm. before that or whatever. But they've both proven that they can be in those in those moments. And I think I definitely agree with Andrea here. If there's a if there's I could see them on opening day roster or maybe Fleming, not McClanahan, though. Um, But somewhere down the point where like we got like some injured guys, you know, we have like Yanni Torino's coming back, um, a bunch of these other guys coming back. There's a lot of unproven stuff right now, and I think it's it's really you could like go a lot of ways because there's just so much talent, and it can be it's just going to be adjusted all year, and that's what I'm excited for the 162, mm-hmm. um, just being able to see that it slowly morph into what it what it is at the end of the season because usually teams don't really look the same or race teams don't really look the same by the end of the season uh, as they did at the start, so it's it'll be interesting to see definitely. Um, yeah. how they how they factor in i see them as long relievers okay uh, potentially definitely. yeah i was kind and of then, and then mcclanahan potentially comes and and fleming maybe could be starting guys in the future yeah I, I don't know it's gonna be weird just how to factor all of them in but i think it'll be interesting as spring training goes on to see how the race continue to uh, use them in different roles i think uh, so on on top of that uh specifically focusing more on the offense what have both of you seen um other than i mean obviously meadows has had a really really good spring so far which is a really really good sign going into the 2021 season but what have you what have both of you seen from uh from the Rays offense this uh thus far um i think yandy's yandy's been producing again um i saw joey wendell come back he got hit by a pitch in like one of the first games that wasn't aired that was scary. If that was on air, I would have I would have blown a gasket and I would have gone to war for my boy Joey. So I, you know, we're excited we're excited to see those guys back. You know, Josh Lowe's been doing pretty good in camp. Uh, he's he's like not really our starting guy though. He's more down the line. Um, mm-hmm. But we just have. I mean, to say that our our bats are weak is I think I think that's like not a correct statement. It's it's that. Uh, at the end of the World Series, you know, we didn't really have like full full tilt uh, Austin Meadows, and I think Austin Meadows 
not to harp on him again is really like one of the keys to this role because if he's taking walks and like choice taking walks and I see I see a bunch of these guys all taking walks and like maybe they're they're pitching around a Rosarena too although Rosarena um he's he's a little rusty right now but it's spring training so who cares if all these guys are taking walks and then like people and then our Brandon Lau and all these other guys are just cleaning them up. It's going to be hard to deal with our offense, and it can have a, a real bloom year with just like one or two guys just break out this season. So it'll be that's really what's key for our offense: just coming back mm-hmm. and getting back into the groove, and knowing that you're a playoff team and and wanting to repeat that. It's it's having that drive. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think. I mean, typically, I think that it takes the offense a little longer to get it back into it than the pitching staff. Definitely. So uh, I'm not too worried. I haven't been paying, you know, too much of a close eye on the offense thus far. But I think Willie Adamas has also looked pretty good recently. He was a little shaky last season. I know he's done better than he has in the years prior, but I feel like he still hasn't reached that, you know, potential that he he can get to. So it's good to see him going. Um, obviously, Meadows is back and and Lau, but yeah, I think if, if they get hot at the same time this season, then we'll have hopefully more of a consistent offense than we have in the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with both of you on that. Uh, so I wanted to do one little thing before I wanted to um, go into our segment before we really have a discussion with you, Andrea. So uh, we all went to college or are currently in college and the college baseball season is currently going on. Gibby, I know things are going well uh, with USF, but uh, how is everyone's respective colleges doing so far? Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> good. Yeah, and I'm excited <laughs> that they're back. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going short. it's going well. It's it's probably our most proud sport right now. I will say. Okay, that's good. Uh, Andrea, what's going on at Northeastern? Uh, well, <laughs> it looks like they're at 500 right now. They've gone four okay. and four, so that's. I, I don't know if that's good or bad for them, honestly. I was never really that into – I never went to their games while Aww. I was there, which is sad. I always fake said I was going well. to. <laughs> yeah. Who fake fans? This is and disgusting. In my defense, it's the peak of bean pot season. So Okay, um. <laughs> okay then you're completely okay because bean pot season is the most important season. This is 100% true. But five, yeah, so bowls are 7-3 right now. So 7-3, so 4-4. I, I was four. looking up their record um, <laughs> and trying to give that to you, but it took me a second. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, Maryland cracked the bed against Michigan State over the weekend, and I'm really angry about it because they went one and three, so they lost three out of four to Michigan State. They played the game in, I think, so the Big Ten is weird in how they've done the baseball season because they started the latest, I think, out of anyone. And the series that was played between Maryland and Michigan State, again, two teams that are quite far away from each other, they played it in Greenville, South Carolina. There are no, there are no non-conference like games going on. And they decided to have two teams that weren't even close to each other play in a place that was not close to either of those teams. Don't get it. That's all I got on that. Uh, Did they have fans there? Was it for fans? I have no clue. I, I don't know. The big 10 doesn't make any sense a lot of the time. So it's fine. But yeah, Maryland lost three out of four. I'm really sad about that. I want, I want my boy Max to do well. Uh, so hoping for more success. Hey, those unis are nice, though. I know, I know. Maryland's got too many, but it's hey, fine. I love that's what USF always looks forward to. We're always like, you know, sometimes we're not good, but we always have good We uniforms. look good. <laughs> we always look good. It's the most important thing is to look good. All right. 
Uh, so this leads me into our, I guess, uh, I guess we can call it a little segment. But uh, today, uh, as of this recording, March 9th or on March 9th, 1995, Major League Baseball awarded an expansion franchise to Tampa Bay, meaning that this is the official birthday slash anniversary of when the Rays first became a thing. So it is, uh, I guess, their 26th birthday, if you want to consider it that. So almost 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 at 30, which is which is pretty cool. But so, yeah, that's pretty crazy. What's everyone's uh if there's like a if there's like a specific thing that everyone had like like a specific thing about the Rays that everyone I guess has appreciated most about this team considering that it's uh, it's the birthday of the franchise right now what would it be? Uh, just how around they've been in my life. You know, I I, I was I was a young baby at like the the first inaugural season and I I have like moments in my life where I go back to Tropicana Field and I can space it all together because I grew up here. There's a lot of times where, where I went there for different certain things. So, so it's just a nice, it was, it was a nice, definitely a nice experience to have, just have a baseball uh, city in your town or to, to be, to be a baseball city is a privilege and I want to, I want to keep it that way. So that, 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 that's my take on it. I, I, I love, I love the Rays and I want them to stay like that. God bless. Andrew. Yeah, I also love the Rays. They got me through a lot of uh, high school homework nights. And um, yeah, same thing. I I don't have as much experience at the TROP as, as you do growing up there. But um, I did watch adamantly <laughs> on uh, MLB TV. And um, yeah, it, it, they've just always been around. They're an underdog and they really brought me into the whole game of baseball I think Brian and Dwayne taught me everything I know so <laughs> it's you know I have a lot to be thankful for and I'm I'm happy that it's their birthday <laughs> yeah I think it's pretty cool um I mean for me it's I don't know my 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 path to being a Rays fan is weird so uh I'm happy that I made the right choice and I'm not a Phillies fan anymore <laughs> God bless God bless. It's, it's all the same love, though. It doesn't Amen. matter how we got there. We got <laughs> yeah. there. It's all the same. I mean, I still like going to Phillies games, and it's nice when the Rays come to Philly because then it's a lot easier of a drive. But, uh, I mean, the Rays are amazing, and it's just, I mean, 26 years, it's almost, I think it's like their 23rd or – I think it's their 23rd or 24th season this year. So um, they're definitely, you know, getting older and older and older, and it's awesome to see. Uh, but, uh, Andrea, so – um, going back to what you just said about how you are not from the area. So, uh, obviously are, we talked about this pre-pod, but you're from Brooklyn. You were born and raised in Brooklyn. Uh, how did the Rays become a thing? Because like, there's a couple other teams that are in and around the, uh, in and around the area of New York. Yeah, just a couple. Um, <laughs> but I have a big Yankee family and, um, my crazy older cousin, uh, he just kind of turned to me one day and said that we're going to root for the last place devil Rays, And, um, he like made me memorize the roster. He was like crazy with it. He would, you know, quiz me every week to make sure I was keeping up. I'd have to like write reports for him. When was this a true revolutionary? Right um, there. I must've been like, well, the reports didn't come till I was like nine. Um, but he started teaching me earlier. He than made that. you do reports? <laughs> he did game recaps. There were punishments if I didn't. So by the way, race fans, this is what you should be do- doing to your children. You oh know, yeah. Slowly <laughs> brainwashing them. <laughs> it was really intense. And we would play like in the summer, we'd play like nine inning wiffle ball games. So depending on how well I did on the quiz, he would throw harder or softer to me. Oh, okay. It was scary. <laughs> so, 
so that started uh, when you were obviously younger and then, but like, why? Like, 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 why did he decide? Like, it's such a weird thing to say like, oh, we're just going to start Come rooting for less. <laughs> no, it's uh, just, you know, it's just like a really, really interesting shift. Was it just like something that he had in his mind and was like, we're going to do this. Snap fingers, know. let's go. He's an interesting person. Like he always comes up with like funny ideas and, and things like that. And this one just happened to stick. Um, and we just got really into it together. I think he just got bored of rooting for the Yankees. Like at the time yeah. they were like a dynasty basically. So he wanted to make it a little more interesting. And it was just in time because I think the following year was when was 2008. So it was a good year to start. <laughs> it was pretty good timing for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then from Always there, how did though. you? Oh, wait, give me. Sorry. I cut you off. No, no, no. That's, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so from there, how did your fandom continue to grow? I know, obviously, I mean, you had luckily being from New York, you were able to at least watch the team on yes. Um, you know, 18 times a year, however much it is. Um, and I'm sure you probably went to some raised Yankees games or try to go to as many as possible, but how did your fandom continue to grow with the team from there? Yeah, um, it was MLB TV. I know a lot of people rag on that, but it was a life send. Um, it, I don't know how I would have watched any games without that. Um, and yes, obviously, um, but that was really how it, it got going. And then I just fell in love with baseball. So kept up from there. And then entering college, it, it just kind of became a thing. Like I was that crazy fan at the at Fenway Park and Yankee Stadium in, in the Rays jersey, not afraid to like, snip at the guy behind me or you know this and that so it just took off from there but yeah it was definitely became my passion very quickly <laughs> did, did you feel like an um, like how much of an outsider did you feel like when uh when you were going to these games being that I mean no like I'm sure that probably Red Sox fans and Yankees fans think that Rays Rays fans don't exist so like when you showed up the games how much more were they willing to rag on you a lot more. I've been booed by entire sections. You know, I've been <laughs> called out, chants, things like that. Um, but it, it's all fun. And I never really felt like an outsider. Actually, I felt more like an insider because I feel like more people would talk to me about the team and about like, oh, you're a Rays fan. That's weird. Like, have you heard about this player? And, you know, it, it encouraged more of a conversation than I think it would have if I was just in Yankee stuff. That's true. That, that that actually makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about it that way. That's that, that's really interesting. So from um, so other than MLB TV, uh, how many games were you getting to a season? Was it was it just mostly uh, Yankees games? And then obviously when you ended up going to Northeastern, then did Yankees games turn into Red Sox games? Yeah, that's basically what happened. I'd go to like nine games a season at Yankee Stadium. I think that's all of them, right? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I would go to almost yeah. all of them if I could. If I didn't have any other plans, I'd go. And same thing at Fenway, if they were in town. I mean, Northeastern, the, where I went to school, was like a five-minute walk. So there was no excuse not to go. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, oh yeah, God. it was awesome. I'm not saying that was why I picked the school, but it certainly yeah. didn't hurt. <laughs> how, did you go, like, cheap tickets at Red Sox games? Like, like, I don't know how much the cheapest ticket is for a Red Sox game, but I can uh, imagine it's probably still really expensive. They're a little more expensive because it's smaller than Yankee Stadium, um, but they had student tickets that you could get uh, uh, that okay. were like $10, I think. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, but the, the section was like all the way up in the air. So I did oh. spend, I, I did buy like in the, the, the bowl and, and all that stuff because I okay. wanted to see. <laughs> okay, well, then that, that makes 
a heck of a lot more sense. I want to get your opinion about this because I'm sure that you've been to games at both the new and old Yankee Stadium. Do you like the new one? So I've actually never been to the old Yankee Stadium. Oh, really? Which is really upsetting. Yeah. (laughs) I I wish I could have gone. I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. It's, It's really cool. You've been? Yeah, I went once in 08, which was, you know, lucky because I got in the last year and then. Yeah. <laughs> then bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like the new one. I don't think it's very fan friendly, honestly. Um, you can't get, I mean, the only place that you can get to the field is like the outfield. You can't get anywhere near the dugouts. Um, you know how at the TROP you could just go right up to the field and, and talk to the players and stuff. Yeah. It's the complete opposite here. So it, I feel like that was, that could be improved for sure. Cause that's such a fun part of the game, especially for little kids. Like, you know, you shouldn't have to catch a ball that a player is tossing to you over an entire section because you can't, you're not allowed a field level, you know? Definitely. definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that part of it. I mean, I just don't like it cause it looks like an, a giant advertisement board, but like, that's another thing. <laughs> No, it's cool. The lights, the, when the lights get going, it's fun. In, in the bleachers, yeah, that's where you have to sit. You get the sunset. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, the bleachers are the bleachers are crazy, but the bleachers also scare me. I, I so, Alex, are you saying the only real Yankee Stadium is the one in Tampa? Because no, I'm saying the only real one is the old one. one. The only real one is the old one because yeah. the old one was incredible. I mean, was, I mean, the one down was. in Tampa is is way too like is like way too glitzy and glamour like for a spring training stadium like it like it's too much for me but the old yankee stadium was absolutely incredible like i love it it was i mean it just embodies everything so much and i mean it the the fact that it was so old and there was so much history in it it was just made it so much better because the new one like i don't feel anything in there it just feels it it, like like it feels like i know that there's fans in there and and obviously they go crazy but like still feels hollow yeah i i I went once when i was when I was five to Yankee Stadium, and it, it's like a different feeling. It's like there's like a different feeling there, you know? Yeah, it's like it's, history. It's crazy how how different it is. But I mean, hey, they went with the new one. Obviously, they're getting fans, so I'm sure they don't care about what three people are going to say about what the stadium is. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but so I wanted to, uh, Andrea. Obviously, with everything uh, that's gone on with you and the Rays and and how that's continued to grow and develop. Um, obviously with that came uh, your social media presence and all of that stuff and your website, Scout Girl Report. How did you start that? What was the idea behind that? When did you first think about, you know, doing some sort of baseball analysis and things of the like? Yeah, um, so I after I interned with the Rays in 2017, I came back to reality, I guess, <laughs> going back to school the next semester. And I'm an engineering major, so it was a huge switch from like something I was totally in love with to something I'm I also really like, but it's it's different. You know, it's mm-hmm. not this like more of a grind. Yeah, it, it was more of a grind. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and I guess I just missed baseball, and I missed having people to talk about it with. And I just really wanted to create a platform of my own where I could share my own thoughts and feel very comfortable doing so. Um, and I also wanted to make a website that was very friendly to people who aren't that familiar with the stats and, and with, you know, the more difficult aspects of, of the game to understand, whether it's like the arbitration stuff or just like walking through like how you look at a pitcher or a hitter on, on a high level, because no one really 
teaches you that, you know, you kind of have to figure that out on your own. And I, that's one of the reasons why I tend to use like more simple stats. And when I, when I speak in my videos and stuff, just so someone who is just learning can, can pick it up and understand very easily. So that mm -hmm. was kind of the, the whole mindset behind it. Cause I feel like if you don't have anyone to help guide you through, it's very difficult to pick up like the more advanced aspects of baseball. So I just started the website. It's really fun. Um, and it, it did take off the last few weeks, which has been unbelievable. I have gotten to meet a lot of great people like the two of you and hopefully Evan Thank one you. day, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's been a really great experience and I'm excited to see where it leads. Yeah, definitely. Well, I wanted to ask, so I, I completely forgot about the, in, um, about the internship that you have with the team. And I also want to talk about any experiences that you've had at the TROP. So um, how often have you been able to get down to Tropicana Field uh, for games and or Charlotte Sports Park for spring training? And then how did you end up landing that internship with the team in 2017? Yeah, so I actually wrote them a letter um, when they released their like initial stadium website um, and they were asking for suggestions. And I think there was like an 140 character limit. Mm -hmm. And my ideas took up way more than 140 characters. So I wrote them a letter. I sent it into them and they actually called me about some stuff I had written and I ended up working there for six months, which is the co-op program at Northeastern. So you could take a semester off and go work just to get experience and accounts towards credit. You're welcome Northeastern for promoting that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible experience. I had never been to spring training prior to that, but I went to my first game at Charlotte Sports Park, I think it is. And it was incredible um and then once i was there i mean i was at the trop every single home game so <laughs> it, it was fantastic and the office is right in there as well so it was like a second home really so what sort of stuff were you doing there i was in the strategy and development group so i was helping with i was going to meetings about like the new stadium primarily um and then also helping with improving the broadcast with Fox Sports Florida, doing stuff with concessions and then other miscellaneous like business development tasks as they came up. It was okay. really fun. It was really great. That's, that's awesome. So, uh, I mean, obviously since the plans have, you know, the plans came out and then subsequently died in like six months or whatever it was, how was it like in the early stages of that talking with, um, you know, members of the front office and members of the organization in how they were trying to make the stadium plans work and do different things in order to make it like a fan-friendly experience with what they were trying to design and, and what they were trying to propose. Yeah, um, I don't wanna give too many details about that. Yeah. I don't, but um, just in general, I think that the people that are working there are really making fan experience and a priority. Mm -hmm. And I think that we should just be excited for, for what they put forward because it's definitely the best that they can do. So, mm -hmm. and, and the ideas are fantastic. So I, I'm personally very excited to see what they come up with. And I think that all the race fans should be too, because we have some really great things coming our way. Do you, uh, are you, uh, what's it called? The, um, uh, the stadium plans that came out, did you get a chance to look at those and how excited are you about the finalists that the team picked? Did they pick a finalist? I didn't see. Well, I think they have, I think they got it down to four. Yeah, I saw the four. They're really nice. I mean, that's if they do the, the Tropicana field site. So we'll see. Yeah, I, they all look beautiful to me. Um, and I'm curious to see what happens with Montreal too. But 
yeah, I, I think that no, they really can't go wrong as long as they put the fan experience at the forefront, which they are. Um, there's something to worry about. Hopefully, hopefully. As long as it doesn't go to Montreal, then, then we're all good. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, it'll probably be easier for you because you're closer to Montreal currently than all of us, but that's fine. I guess, but not as warm as Florida. Right? <laughs> yeah, definitely not as warm as Florida. And, and uh, uh, much more, you have to figure out how to speak French. I'm sure definitely would be difficult for a lot <laughs> of people. It's a bit of a learning curve. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least. But uh, going back to talking about what you've got going on on Twitter, so obviously there was a um, a video that you put out about uh, Ryan Yarborough's arbitration case, and that just kind of got picked up. I think John Boy quote tweeted it or or replied on your thing, and it kind of just blew up from there. What so? what was your idea behind the video originally and about that stuff? And then when you put the video out, did you really expect it to get the amount of uh, traction that it's gotten so far? Yeah. I, I guess the idea behind the video is just that I find arbitration interesting. And that weekend, everyone was talking about how upset they were that Yarbrough lost. And I had done so much research on arbitration prior to making that video that I felt like I had a pretty good handle on how it works and how they create their estimates to begin with, which is not the the best way, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. So I just kind of took a few hours that Sunday and made this like gigantic spreadsheet trying to figure out who I could compare him to and at the end of the day, I came up with essentially what was the raise estimate. So I thought that that would be like a, an interesting video, a unique video to like actually walk through the process of how I got there mm-hmm. and explain like, this is why it happens. You know, it's not, it has nothing to do with Yarbrough or his skills at all. It's, it's just how it's done. And the system is a little outdated, right? They're using like wins and, and innings pitched and, and that kind of stuff. It's totally out of his control. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it would be fun to highlight that. And then when I posted it, I was not expecting it to blow up at all. You know, I thought it would have like 10 views. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it just took off out of nowhere. And I think Yancey Eaton was the first person who, the first like larger platform person who found it and really promoted it. And then from there it was John Boy and, and a few others too. So yeah, I, I'm really happy it, it did take off because I've met a lot of people and it's been fun since then. Um, before that, it was kind of a grind, just, you know, writing and, and trying to, you know, figure out my place. But yeah, it's been fantastic. And I'm glad that other people found that interesting, too. And I'll do more stuff like that in the future. Yeah. Uh, what sort of people have you been able to meet as a result of the video and how things have grown since then? Yeah, it's been, I mean, a lot of different people in multiple facets of the game, whether it's just like introducing themselves or just, you know, offering to answer any questions I have about what they do, people in the media, a few agents, um, some former, you know, scouts, things like that. So it's been really cool to to get to know them and to start getting to know them really and, and just feel like more of a member of the baseball community. Did it feel overwhelming at all when it, when everything started blowing up? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. But at the same time, like I kind of took a deep breath the day after and thought like, this has been something I've been doing for the past two years. You know, I, I've been posting articles. I've, I haven't been making videos, but I've been like kind of trying to get my thoughts out there. So I just did a rewind and, and it feels more comfortable now than it did <laughs> the next day. And then from that, how soon did, um, did, 
publications start reaching out to you in terms of uh, you or like them wanting you to write for them? Uh, it was almost immediate that I, I heard from from D-Ray's Bay and Prospects 365, which was awesome because I, I mean, I read, if someone posts an article, I always click on it. <laughs> so I, I, you know, whether it's skimming through or, or taking the time to actually read, I always do that. And it's incredible how many people are, are posting a really high quality content on Twitter, if you, if you just know where to look. And D-Ray's Bay in particular, I was really happy about because obviously I grew up reading them. And it was crazy to, you know, start getting to know them all. And, and I think them, I think very highly of every single writer there. So super excited to be writing for them. And Prospects 365 is kind of new to me, but the people I met, the other writers there are very talented and really nice and supportive. So I'm really excited to be writing for them too. Mm. And so obviously as this um, has all developed, uh, what, so in your mind, now with a couple of places that you're writing for uh what sort of content were you trying to make that was you know differentiating from what you were doing on your own site with 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 what was going on there or was it just now you were able to just take that content that you were writing on the site and then just move it over to those things and still do both at the same time but kind of post similar stuff yeah um it's been very flexible. Um, everyone's been very accommodating to me. I, I would do work full time. So writing a ton of content is challenging. So I think everyone's been very understanding of that, that I could, you know, post similar content um, that I have been on my site to their platforms and um, just kind of helping me improve it and, and make it better. And, and um, I really appreciate that. But yeah, so nothing too crazy yet, obviously. Um, D-Rays Bay has more of a structure in terms of like types of articles that they put out, um, but I'm excited to, to do those. You know, I, I want to feel like I'm contributing to them as much as I can, so. Definitely. And then with that, in terms of what you're doing on your own site, how are you going to continue to um, grow that? Or are you planning on, is there like a time frame for you in your mind when, or like if you're thinking that, hey, I really might not want to do this anymore? and then just do that stuff full time? Or are you still planning on doing both at the same time? Um, I definitely want to grow my site. I think that I think that it's unique. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of potential for it. And I would like to continue doing that. Uh, so that's my primary focus. Mm -hmm. And um, but I do want to keep writing for these other platforms. So we'll see what happens. Uh, right now, it's very new that I'm writing for them. So I'm just kind of taking it week by week and seeing like what how much I can produce for them if it's reasonable. And um, we'll just see what happens from there. But I definitely want to keep working on my website. Yeah, those guys and, are all great at their job. And they support us a lot. And we support them a lot. So we love all of them. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, and along with that, um, along with the race content that you're producing on your website, you're also doing content for I think it's the Red Sox, Yankees and Mets or the local teams that um, either where you went to school or being in Brooklyn, uh, you know, the two teams in New York. So what was the idea? Was the idea to start always to do just raise content? Or as you started going different places, and you started getting to familiarize yourself with these other teams? Did you want to expand a little bit more and kind of go regional wise in terms of um, you like knowing that you could pull in people uh, from these, you know, fans of these other teams that weren't raised fans, because you're producing content for them about their teams? Yeah, um, when I first started the site, I just figured I'd write about any team that I wanted to. I didn't really have a plan, but then I 
you know, naturally I was watching the Rays games. So I, I felt the most comfortable talking about those players and it just made sense to, to go in that direction. But I, you know, I've been watching the Rays for 15 years now, pretty much. And I, I love them to death, but I am interested in learning about other teams, their rosters, their players, because they've got a lot going for them too. And they're built very differently than the Rays are. Like, I mean, the Rays are very different from the Yankees, very different, although will become more similar to the Red Sox now that Bloom is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Mets are they're a whole nother breed. So um, I'm excited to, to learn more about like what they're doing and, and kind of the weaknesses and strengths of their team and how it differs from the Rays. I think that'll be a, a fun thing to keep going. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you're called Scout Grove Report. So, I mean, you can talk about anything. It's not like you're called uh, Raise the Roof or... Exactly. I, true. Enough, I almost called the website Raise the Roof. Oh my God. Yes, dude. Let's go. <laughs> It's such a good name. Like, I'm so happy that I picked that name. I'm like, we're doing the damn thing. I don't care. It just. <laughs> I literally have a photo of myself and my cousin from like eight years ago holding a raise the roof sign at Yankee Stadium. So it was well, very. You'll close. be. You're the original inspiration for the website then. Oh no! Don't. It's it's a common name. Credit. I think I think every raise fan has come up with that. <laughs> but I'm you sure. guys coined it, so that's all that yeah, matters. I'm, yeah, I know. I know. We need. Ah, I know. We need to. Uh, point. <laughs> what? It was, on a, it was on a shirt at one point. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, it was, was it? Sh- yeah, I found a random shirt on eBay with that, and I was like, "Oh, okay. you have to buy it." Did you? I no, we haven't bought it yet, but I, 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 I think I need to buy it. Like, you have to. We- what are you waiting for? After this, buy it. <laughs> Guys, we may be in trouble legally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, is the like, like I don't know if the race have trademarked it yet. So, like, I feel like we have to trademark it at some point. I, I don't, I don't know what don't the process is for that, but. Uh, you know, I don't have a lot of money, so like this, yeah, this, true. this, this becomes a difficult thing if it's if it's, it's a lot a of David money. David v. Goliath thing here. <laughs> That's not a good idea. We don't want to. We don't want to mess with the Rays. That would yeah, be no, no, no. that would be an extremely <laughs> stupid of your thing. Goal, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we we definitely. We're sorry, Stu. <laughs> uh, so uh, Andrew, through all of this, um, what has been your? I, I guess obviously since everything's kind of blown, blown up in these last few weeks, but um, what's been uh, your favorite, most enjoyable part of how all of this has gone? Um, my favorite part is just meeting new people. Honestly, I never had a, a huge group of baseball fan friends to talk to. Um, so just having that is really special. A lot of people have been like direct messaging me on Twitter, giving ideas for different players, asking my thoughts on guys and, or giving me theirs. And it's, it's just really fun. It's something I've always wanted. Um, I've always wanted to have that community to talk to. And it's just, that's my favorite part. (laughs) Just getting to know all these, these new people, like the two of you (laughs) and everyone else in Raise the Roof Network that I hopefully will get to know better. (laughs) Definitely. Well, um, I I know that a lot of people have really, really enjoyed your stuff so far. And I know, I mean, we're going to try to welcome you with as, with as open arms as possible. I hope everyone does that. But we do have a couple of quick hitters for you before we end this episode, as we do with all of our guests. So the first thing that I wanted to ask you is, who is your uh, past, present, and all-time favorite Rays player? Ben Zobrist is past and all-time. Okay. And present? Ooh. Uh, it was going to be Charlie Morton if they had signed him, but it's not. So... I'm going to go with Randy Rosarena. Okay. All in on him. <laughs> I like that. I like very, that. Whoever's doing well. He's my favorite he player. He shaved his head. You see it? 
He did? Oh no. Did yeah, it's a it's an interesting look. But everyone I mean, else is growing it out. He shaved. I yeah, mean yeah. he didn't shave the beard though. He just shaved okay. his head, which was I mean his head. It doesn't look like the worst thing in the world. So I, I don't I don't hate it. It's just no, nah, Randy looks swagged out no matter what. Dude. Doesn't yeah. matter. He has the cap like, on. We won't know. All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Randy's Randy Randy's got the swagger. Randy's um, a goat, dude. So obviously you having, you know, interned worked with the Rays uh, for the 2017 season and, you know, having been to games of the Trop, obviously the Trop gets quite a reputation, uh, mostly negative. Uh, do you agree with that? And what is your favorite part of the Trop? My favorite part of the Trop is the Stingray tank. Okay. And That's the first time we've ever said, I had anyone ever say that. <laughs> oh, really? I, I thought I, everyone would have said that. <laughs> I know. I would think that we would have got it by now, but we haven't. They never let me touch the sea flaps. You have to like have like you have to use two flaps? fingers. Yeah, C flaps. <laughs> not commenting on that. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it deserves its negative reputation. It's obviously very different the environment and the feel of it, but you know, it, it's quiet. You could hear conversations on the field. It gives you a different perspective of the game, and I enjoyed having space around me. So. It's fun. It's very different than Yankee Stadium in Fenway, but I'd go to a hundred more games there just because of the quality that you're getting. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've been asking people about Wander Franco. Uh, do you think that he will get called up this year? And if he does win? Gut instinct is, is no, but Ooh. if they do, I think later in the season, not okay. the first half, maybe like July. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and then last thing, uh, what is your, you don't have to give a number uh, in terms of prediction, but what do you think is going to happen with this 2021 Rays team? I put them at second or third in the division. Respectable. We'll Respectable. see. I want them obviously to be first, but um, I don't know. We'll see if the Yankees get all injured, like they always do, you know, maybe that gives us an advantage. It's, we have so many ifs, the Red Sox have so many ifs. So I have no idea. I think that there's a lot of really good teams in our division this year, and it's just going to come down to depth like it always does. And we yeah. have really great depth, so that's going to put us ahead of the others. And do we get into the playoffs? Yes. I like that. I like mm. that. That's a that hot take. I mean, it's not really a hot take, but is it? Yeah. It's a fight to the end, but we get in. I, I, I agree. I, I like that. I like that. I agree with that a lot. Uh, <laughs> Gibby's going just absolutely going wild. Him. He's, he's going ham, but that's a great way to end this episode. So, uh, well, Andrew, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you on social media, find what you're doing, all that good stuff? At Scout Girl Report on Twitter. Just Andrew. Yeah, I, I plugged it so many times. You better have heard and, that. And, and is the website the same thing? Yeah, scoutgirlreport.com. All right. So tweet me. I will take your suggestion seriously. Is it really just scoutgirlreport.com? Yes. It's just like how we're raised the roof tv.com. It's not that it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple and to the point, which is the best thing. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. We really appreciate it. We hope that this is hopefully your formal introduction into the raise community for people that don't know you yet. So uh, we're really, really excited and we are really excited to have you on and do this episode. And for everyone uh, listening, uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I'm not going to, I'm going to try to go through everything that we're doing now because I swear we're doing way too much uh twitter raise the roof tb rtrtb are all capitalized instagram raise the roof tb all lowercase twitch raise the roof tb all lowercase youtube just raise the roof rtr all capitalized uh tiktok raise the roof tb all lowercase jesus lord we have so much stuff like i said the website raise the roof tv.com oh my god if you have any comments questions concerns anything about this 
podcast or anything that we're doing, please email us at raise the roof TV at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's it. It's where we, we have a lot going on. If you guys don't know what's going on with us, we have a lot going on. And for this podcast itself, uh, we are basically wherever you're listening to this, the podcast is there. So you know, congratulations, you found us. But uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, uh, leave uh, rating, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, so from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and raise up. You're out of breath there, man. Raise the roof, baby.